time to play ball. Welcome to the podcast with no limits. Whether it be sports, current events, or random thoughts, this is the place to step in and stay a while. Your host is a proud alumnus of Rio Hondo Prep, a former minor league baseball umpire, and a man with strong opinions. Welcome to the Get Home Safe podcast and your host, Matt Persima. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Get Home Safe. It is a Tuesday edition of the podcast, getting this episode out a little later than I would have liked, but I have good reason for it. Uh, Typically, I try to record these Tuesday episodes on Monday, and uh, I also scheduled yesterday, Monday, uh, an interview with Mr. Tony Padilla, who I promised to have uh, back on the show for you guys. Uh, Tony just worked the final four, the game between Duke and North Carolina. Uh, he's a basketball official. Uh, he was back on the podcast back on June 9th of 2020. Uh, was, one, was one of the fan uh, favorite episodes we've had. Uh, so I wanted to bring him back, talk a little bit more about hoops and um, his experiences in the Final Four and, and basketball the past few years. And wouldn't you know it, Tony and I talked a long, long time. So I didn't have time to record yesterday. Uh, I got to tell you that, guys, this episode will be out this Friday with Tony Padilla, his second appearance. If you don't know who he is or, uh, you know, are like, who's it? Why would I tune in for that? I, I encourage you go check out the episode from June 9th of 2020 uh, college basketball discussion with Tony, just about uh, everything college basketball related, we'll say. And uh, it was just a, a great, great uh, interview. He's worked two final fours. Now he's worked three final fours. Um, but uh, you don't want to miss this. It's a two hour discussion we had. I apologize for the length. But we just kept going and, and, and wouldn't stop. The first hour, I would say, is about his Final Four experience this year, the scheduling of the tournament, behind the scenes, stuff like that. And then an hour or two, roughly, Tony really, he and I dive into the uh, some of the terminology, philosophies of basketball officiating. I have some questions, like why are more three-point shooters getting fouled? How do you guys judge the block charge? Like uh, instant replay, you know, what, what goes through your guys' minds when you're when you're looking at plays. So a conversation you do not want to miss college basketball is behind us for now, but this will definitely uh, for those of you who think, you know, basketball or those that want to know more about basketball, you will learn a lot from this, from one of the best college basketball officials uh, in the entire West coast and the entire country. One of 11 guys out of almost a thousand basketball officials to be chosen to work this year's final four, the, the, the two semifinals and the, uh, the national championship game Monday. So I can't wait for that episode to, to air. Your guys are going to love it. Tony's also a baseball guy. He, he used to throw batting practice for the AAA Sacramento river cats. Tony's from Sacramento. He used to coach some JC ball. He coached some travel ball teams. He's got a great appreciation for umpires as well. So I can't tell you enough about Tony Padilla on, on Friday. You guys don't want to miss that episode. Okay. For those watching on YouTube, you guys can tell uh, I'm in the baseball mood. I got my umpire camps shirt and hat on. And as a new baseball season has officially started, you guys know who I'm rooting for. Yes, that's right. Those, those, uh, those men behind the plate, those guys on the bases, uh, making calls, the, the men in black, if you will, uh, the umpires. I'm a huge fan, of course. Uh, they get yelled at every night. And I used to be one, used to be one in the minor leagues specifically, and some uh, very, very good times indeed. And uh, so that's who I'm, who I'm rooting for this year. I'm ready. I'm ready to watch the games from an umpire standpoint, like I always have. And, you know, I might watch for a, a few teams or, or, you know, players and take interest as well. But I appreciate the game of baseball. I, I used to be a huge Dodger fan, right? Huge, huge Dodger fan. And uh, even more, I'd say, than the Rams, which is saying something. Um, But as you get into umpiring, you distance yourself a little bit. You just care less about teams. And you realize, man, no matter what color jersey they wear, they're going to yell at me. So uh, I still will tune in, watch the Dodgers. I watched the Angel game uh, last night or parts of it. Saw an ejection in like the second or third inning um, from an umpire. I thought handled Don Mattingly quite well. But uh, anyway, I have some thoughts with the baseball season starting. Opening weekend was last week, so I do want to react to that. Uh, but again, on this podcast, my goal is uh, with baseball starting up. Baseball is a long season, right? 162 games. 
um, over whatever it is, six months or something like that. So there's going to be a lot of baseball discussion here in the next few months, right? You guys know I'm a big football guy. You know, I love my, uh, my hockey. I'll talk about that in a second. Uh, basketball, we just got through March Madness, but it's officially, I think, baseball season with MLB starting. College baseball has been going for two months, but uh, MLB is, is uh, you know, throwing the first pitch. It has to throw in the first pitch of their season, and uh, they're, they're off and running. So uh, my thoughts for this upcoming baseball season, I have a few ideas I want to do. Um, I want to, with you guys, share um, some type of rule some type of uh, ruling or philosophy or whatever the case is uh, one rule a week on these Tuesday episodes. I want to do it could be something as simple as, Hey, here's the penalty for batting out of order. Hey, batters interference, catchers interference. Uh, You know, what are the differences? Uh, How come sometimes you say obstruction? Sometimes you say interference. I'm not going to have a a big seminar. I just want to have maybe one rule every week that I will bring up and talk about. And throughout the course of the baseball season, there might be some plays that happen that just be like, okay, let's talk about that rule this week. Why, why it's in the book, the philosophy behind it and kind of how you should umpire it, how you should officiate it. I want to educate the fans here as best as we can, but I also don't want to bore the fans. So I'm not going to sit here and talk for an hour about one specific rule. Just going to be, Hey, here's the rule. Here's how it's enforced. Here's an example of the rule and uh, why it is usually uh, not a popular ruling. So there's all kinds of plays like that in baseball. Baseball is just a weird game, as you guys are all aware of. Um, But if you look at this Friday's episode with Tony Padilla, he and I talked a lot about rules and philosophies in basketball, and that is kind of some of the stuff I want to do here in baseball. Long season, right? If we do one rule a week, what is there, 25, 30 weeks in a season? So, you know, about half a year. we're going to get better at something. We're going to get knowledgeable about something, right? Because we all think, oh, I know how baseball works. Oh, I know that, you know, but I I must tell you, I thought I knew a lot. And then I got into umpiring, especially at the professional level. And I learned a great deal about the game of baseball. So uh, I want your guys' questions too, because I'm going to be someone who's going to defend umpires uh, almost, uh, almost, without, uh, you know, without, uh, hesitation, I'm just going to be like, well, here's what happened. You know, I'll, I'll try to say, Hey, yeah, they missed this call or whatever. But when you guys are watching your game, I know I'm going to get a lot of Dodger fans. If you see a play, I want you to bring it to my attention. Email me, reach out through social media. Let's talk about the play. Baseball is a long season guys. I can show you video here on YouTube. And that brings me to a point. There's two sites. I've told you guys to check out on YouTube specifically, but I think they have Facebook pages as well. One is umpire empire. That's a cool little site where they, they post some plays that even again, if you're not an umpire, you just want to learn about the game of baseball a little bit. These are really good sites and they're just short little videos explaining a rule or something of that nature. Uh, umpire empire. And then the big one is close call sports, the ejection site, which basically has every ejection in major league baseball. It updates daily weird plays that happen. There'll be ruling, Uh, rule references and things of that nature, two great sites that you can check out. But if you want my opinion on things, um, by all means, send me plays. You see, ask me why something was called. I will probably be doing a lot of that myself. Um, But uh, again, I want you guys to be be involved here, no matter the level. If it's a high school game, I'll do my best. I don't know the high school rules as well as I do uh, college and professional. And some would argue, I don't know those either, but uh, for the most part, I think I can get an answer if I have some time to uh, to research it. But I want to educate you guys on uh, just basic rules of the game that some people think they know. The runner's lane. Oh, he was outside. You know, he was he was uh, you know in the runner's lane, outside the runner's lane. Um, what exactly is a tag? What's a catch? Uh, hit by pitch? What's the rule on leaning into it? Versus you know, there's all kinds of different. Uh, uh, interpretations we'll say. And, uh, as a former umpire, this is a chance for me to, uh, keep umpiring and umpiring here on the microphone, uh, baseball theme today, as you guys are well aware, uh, I want to bring up something regarding baseball, but I I think it's more from our society standpoint. Um, you know, societies crumble when traditions and values kind of crumble too, when they start to disintegrate, that's when society really starts to I don't know, shrivel up and just slowly go away, right? It's never just one big tidal wave. It's usually uh, a slow 
increase of a tide rising slowly, overtaking, right? Uh, to, to use, a, uh, to use a, uh, some imagery there. Uh, but I think it starts with small things, uh, how society can change. And when we don't pay attention to detail specifically, and for you baseball fans out there, I'm going to hammer you right now because it drives me crazy at every single baseball game I've gone to uh, that there's something everybody does that is incorrect. And then they want to turn around and yell at me about my incorrect calls in their eyes. So I want consistency. If the fans can't even do something as simple as this right, I don't want to hear from them about how umpires who are the best in the world can't do something, can't do their job right. So I'm gonna, this is a challenge. And it's going to start now. It's going to start small with my, my audience and I hopefully evolves into the rest of the country and the world will change their ways and correct themselves. Whew, here we go. Okay, so you know when you're a kid and there's songs that you hum, uh, hum, you hum along, you don't really know the words because you never read them and you just kind of make up your own words like, uh, uh, and you make up a word, basically what it sounds like. Okay, uh, I think it's in the movie Bull Durham. Kevin Costner's like, hey, stop singing the word. You get, I hate when people get the words wrong. It's not, women don't get, wooly they get weary or something like that and my point in my long-winded ran here is that there is something that baseball fans again this is baseball this is baseball people who think the, the, you're most diehard baseball people this is something simple this isn't rules related this is just paying attention and how maybe it maybe this is how you were taught maybe you were taught the wrong way i don't know but i want to i want to correct people here okay this is very serious The song, Take Me Out to the Ball Game. There are two constant uh, missung lyrics in this song by most fans. And even at, say, Dodger Stadium, they have the words on the screen for you. For some un-American whatever that doesn't know the words to take me out to the ball game, I would argue most Americans don't know the words to take me out to the ball game. Because we're not singing it correctly. Take me out to the ball game. Okay, so far so good. Take me out with the crowd, not to the crowd. Take me out with the crowd. Now, if you think I'm crazy, look this stuff up. There's a part of, now the original lyrics, this was like the chorus. And there was other words, other verses, but this was the chorus that we now know and love and cherish and sing in the seventh inning stretch and uh, everything's wonderful. But I swear, you hear it in every state. Take me out to the ball game. Take me out to the crowd. It's with the crowd. I know it's a preposition. It's just a preposition. It's a, it's a slight difference. But hey, it's just a ball that's an inch off the plate. Big deal. Swing at it. You want to play these games? You want to play technicalities with me? You're just a fan sitting there in the stands who, who doesn't know the words to America's pastime song. little fired up today baseball season's here thank goodness i'm not on a field somewhere so ladies and gentlemen take me out to the ball game take me out with the crowd not to the crowd okay now if that was the only mistake in the song i would be like you know what big deal but when there's a second mistake in the song now we have a pattern of behavior now it's a lack of accountability Baseball fans. And of course, I mean the food portion of the song, which I, as, as you guys can tell, I pay great attention to these details. To misrepresent somebody in today's age, which is unacceptable. Buy me some peanuts. And Cracker Jacks. No. It's Peanuts and Cracker Jack. No S. Cracker Jack. Not Cracker Jacks. Look at the box. The box. There is no S. When did we add an S? 
And wouldn't the rhyming make more sense if it was buy me some peanuts and cracker jack? I don't care if I never get back. Do you say get backs? Pretty soon we'll change the words and it'll be uh, buy me some peanuts and cracker jacks. I don't care if everyone's vaxxed. It's going to be something of that nature. Details matter. They just matter. And I'm bringing the heat. What do the kids call it? The smoke? I don't like that, but I'm just, I, I'm just trying to focus on details here. Baseball Almanac. Look it up. Do your thing. Take a breather. Take a quick breather here. I don't care if I never get back. If you say ever there, maybe I did a few minutes ago. Maybe, maybe, you know, never and ever. Okay, that's, I hate to be inconsistent here, but that's not a big deal. But I've heard for years, people talk about Cracker Jacks. They're not Apple Jacks. They Cracker Jack. Singular. One of those fancy plural singular words, I guess. And I listen, I, when, look at, I give credit to Kevin's Carpio, the great trainer from the high desert. One of my first uh, players who pointed this out when I was coaching. He said, we were singing a big after the ball game or something. He says, Cracker Jack. I was like, what? And uh, I go, Kevin, Kevin's, you put a random Z on the M- end of your name, Kevin's. What, what do you know about spelling and, and, uh, and uh, details? Come on, you, there's Jeanette. So anyway, sorry, Kevin's. I love you, brother. Um, so he pointed this out years ago. And I was like, yeah, it's Cracker Jack. Not Cracker Jacks. What are these people singing this? So for years, this was 2008. So for 14 years, I've listened to the masses sing this. And it's always Cracker Jacks. Hey, let me get some Cracker Jacks. It's peanuts and Cracker Jack. And if you look at Cracker Jack, it's called Cracker Jack because there's a little figure. His name's Jack, I guess. Anyway, buy me some peanuts and Cracker Jack. I don't care if I never get back. I know there's been adaptations. Maybe maybe there, it's changed ever to never, uh, but let's pay attention here. Just, just know you have no credibility. If you can't even sing a song straight to tell me about that play at first base in the, uh, in the top of the seventh inning, right before you sang the wrong words of the song. So America, I implore you, baseball America, can we get the words right? It's a great song. I always liked hearing it because it meant my day was almost over. You ever sang take me out to the ball game in the 14th inning stretch? That's a nightmare. That means we're still on the field. Terrible, awful feeling. God forbid I never got to a 21st inning stretch. But uh, the song's great in the, in the middle of the seventh because it's like, man, we're almost home. Let's go. 15 more outs. Maybe 12 if the home team's winning. Whatever. That's how umpires think, by the way. That's, that's the mentality. It's a nice, it's hey, we like doing it kind of, but let's get this thing over with. So take me out to the ball game. That's all I'm asking. I don't know great lyrics to all these. I, sometimes I'll hear a nice song. I like, what did he say there? I like that lyric or I mess up lyrics too. But the song that each of us has probably sang more in our lives than any other song we need to get right. We get happy birthday, right? That's probably the number two or maybe the first song that we all sing. But if we don't get this tradition right soon, America's going to fall. That's all I can say. It starts with messing up the lyrics to take me out to the ball game. And it ends with uh, $7 gas prices and eight, eight and a half percent inflation, which, which is where we're at today. And I, and I don't know whose fault it is. It's not, it's not the people in charge. I know that it's not their fault. Head coach, his football team loses games constantly. It's not his fault. Whoever's in charge, it is not their fault. In politics, for some reason, it's not their fault. Their policies that don't work, 
No, no. That's not the reason why. Eric Adams, New York City. More violence today in, in the New York City. Terrible crime. Oh, but thank God toddlers are wearing masks. That's the important thing. We need to fix our priorities. And again, it starts with little things. Take me out with the crowd and peanuts and cracker jack. Okay, that's all I'm saying. I don't want to see violence. I'm not saying that because you that you sang a song wrong uh, for years and didn't know you were doing it means that there's going to be subway violence in New York City. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying. If you wake up in the morning, you don't make your bed. What else are you going to not do that day? What, what, what else are you going to tolerate? But yeah, this whole concept of like uh, people being in charge and it's like, well, it's not their fault. That's not, that's not the reason why. Those policies, are they, that's not uh, soft on crime. No big deal. What's, what's going to be higher eventually, inflation or crime rates? I'm very curious. I think it's neck and neck if you ask me. Toddlers wearing masks. Oh my goodness. Anyway, let's talk about some more happy, happy things. I just had to get that off my chest, guys, because with the baseball season starting, let's get this thing. So many teams are bad every year, right? And they're just like, man, keep doing what's insanity doing the same thing over and over again and, and not getting different results, not expecting different results. Try sing, singing the song right. See what you I'm a, I'm a sentimental guy. Yeah, but I'm also a superstitious guy. Maybe if you sang the words right to the song, maybe your team would do better. I don't know. But just get it right. Baseball, don't cut across the grass. Step over the foul line. There's, thing, there's etiquette in baseball. So let's do it in the stands. And maybe we can change America for the better. We got to start somewhere. Because where we're going now is... is is the seller. It's the it's a last place in the NL East. That's the direction we're going currently. Notice the Washington Nationals playing in the NL East. I didn't even try to do that. Anyway, uh, speaking of baseball, peanuts and cracker jack. Um, man, the baseball season starting, seeing all the the fans and going to the the video of people in the stands and grub it down. Man, it just gets you. Oh, ballpark food. It's just the best, man. Ballpark food is. Oh, it's phenomenal. I, I, I'm very, I'm very not tolerant, bad word. I'm very critical. Like I've said that a lot already of my hot dog, hot dog, uh, stadium hot dogs. I've said before on this, on this, uh, podcast and I, and I continue to say it. the Dodger dog. It's a great name. Cool idea. It's not that good. I love the Dodgers. I love the smell of the beer battered Dodger. You know, when you walk in the stadium, you smell, you smell that that's Dodger stadium. The Dodger dog is not that good. There's no offense to farmer. John I used to, my mouth would water when Vince Scully would say farmer, John. And it's like, Oh, but a Nathan's hot dog is far superior. It's not even close. I, in some ways despise the Dodger dog because it comes across like it's this big fancy. Hey, this is the epitome of ballpark food. It's like, no, Sorry, no, it's not. It's JV. I'll say it. It's JV. It's got to taste better. Now I started putting onions and, and relish on my on my hot dogs later in life, the ballparks. But I love I love Wiener Schnitzel. I love the Costco hot dog. Phenomenal. Go get one of those before a ball on your way to a ball game. That works. Um, and I've talked to my friend Todd Carson about this. So UC Irvine, UC Riverside, hot dogs are not good for you. We know this, but neither is baseball. Baseball's not good for you. It takes years off your life, and and look what it's done to me. So, um, so some of those places, real, real nice hot dogs. So a hot dog, a, a pizza slice at a, at a game, one of those big ones. Remember when Dodger Stadium in the old, when you're a kid, you get the personalized box. It was those four little slices from like Pizza Hut. It was like $12 or something, but your grandma would get it for you. Um, one of my personal favorites. I was going to ball games for years and I had to get a chip, witch. the two, the two cookies with the ice cream. It wasn't a major league game. If I, if I didn't have a chip, witch. just had to have one. Um, I'm not so much into regular popcorn, but kettle corn at a ball game after going to a lot of Cal state Fullerton games, uh, that, that just fits. You, you can't, you, you, your mouth gets that flavor. It starts watering and craving that, that, uh, that kettle corn, the sugar kernels. Oh my goodness. Especially if you get a nice 
big hard uh, piece of just pure sugar that's hot and like, oh, especially on a cold night, kettle corn, man. That'll make the game go by nicely. You know what I mean? And then uh, this is a San Francisco thing, but I got to give them credit. It's pretty good. I'm not a huge garlic guy, but these giant garlic fries that I think the Giants do, uh, really, really good. It's a commitment. That's for sure. <laughs> you, you better commit in a lot of ways, if you know what I mean. But um, uh, pretty good on the French fry side of things. And then I wrote this down. Uh, actually, two things. A hot day at Dodger Stadium. I say Dodger Stadium a lot because I used to live there, basically. Um, especially in the summer, we'd get these summer six-pack plans where you get like a six-game pack, a couple games a month. And uh, hey, when you're on a budget, that was the way to go. Um, but chocolate malts, especially with the wooden stick, that was like, is this a spoon? Is this a knife? What is this? Uh, in that, I don't know. Those always took me back to Dodger Stadium on a hot day game. But what really got me when it was triple digits at Dodger Stadium, one of those frozen lemonades. I think they were, you know, Minute Maid or whatever. But it's like, dude, are you are you eating this? Are you drinking this? It was like so refreshing and so good. So those are some of my favorite ballpark amenities. Uh, I would love it again during this season. If you go to a baseball game or just a childhood memory, throw it at me, hit me with what you got. I'm not a big cotton candy guy, but a lot of people love that. Um, tell me, Hey, I went to this game and Hey, I tried this food. Let's talk some ballpark food. I- I'm in, man. I am in. Let's uh, let, let's uh, let's get hungry here. Let's get hungry on the get home safe podcast. If you know what I mean? Baseball is a long season. As I mentioned, we're going to talk rules and food and uh, experiences, all those things that I want to hear from you guys. Cause I know now that Going to games is, uh, is, is a legal um, activity in, in America that um, more and more people are, are getting back out to, uh, to games. Uh, I probably won't, but uh, we'll see. Maybe, maybe a time or two. Um, let me see. Wrote down. So baseball, this next few months, guys, it's going to require some fan interaction. Voice messages. I always tell you that. Send in a voicemail, huh? It's, it's a one-minute limit. It's just like leaving a voicemail. Look at the episode notes. There's a link down there. It's so easy. And tell me I'm dead wrong about something if you want. It's all good. Or say, hey, Matt, try this. Or I have a question for you. Let's get interactive. Uh, and if not, email me. Math, math, uh, excuse me. It's my other email. Get home, save podcast at yahoo.com. Okay. I mentioned uh, Mayor a- Adams and, uh, you know, prayers to everyone in, in New York City with the, the violence that's going on there. It's just in LA, Chicago, Philadelphia. I mean, it just seems like there's crime and violence uh, everywhere because we don't prosecute criminals anymore. C- crime is... Uh, alive and well. And it's uh, very, very sad. You know, if, if I'm not a parent, but uh, I used to coach guys and like, if, if there's never any discipline for somebody, they're probably going to keep doing things. Right. If I do something stupid and Val just doesn't discipline me, I'm probably going to repeat the same mistakes again. That's as an adult, I guess. But anyway, we love to just make excuses for people and, 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 oh, the guy was late. He's always late. You know what? He has a long drive. Well, maybe you should get up earlier. I, I, there's a group of people in this world. You either, you're either terrified of being late or you just, to be late is to be on time to you. <laughs> That's just like, I, we have this thing at FedEx, like where, where we have a start time and we're allowed to clock in five minutes early. If I don't clock in five minutes early, I feel like I have failed that day. And I dread being late because I don't want, I mean, I don't know if that's the real Hondo prep thing, you know, to be late is to be, or to be on time is to be late, to be early is to be on time, you know, that type of thing. But the concept of time, I mean, that's what keeps our world going. That's what keeps us, you know, Hey, five seconds ago is gone. It's never coming back. We can talk about it again. Again, we do like to talk about history, but it's all about the present moment and the future and some people just don't have that, oh, I, I, can't, I can't be late gene in their body. And I'm talking young, old, all kinds of different backgrounds. I, that just drives me crazy. Like, and, and I've been late to things. Like I call friends, hey, I'm sorry, we're running late. Uh, it's usually, and, uh, well, never mind. <laughs> but I, I've, you know, things happen. But it's that like internal I don't know, button or something. Some people are like, oh, we'll be a few minutes late. I'm like, late? We said we'd be so, you know, I, I don't know. I get it also has to do with as, a, as an umpire for many, many years, uh, you, you couldn't be late. No, 
Now, was I late to a game? Possibly. Did I get to a game minutes before and had to put gear on very quickly because we ran out of gas on the freeway because we didn't fill up the night before because we were doing something else? Yes. Things like that happen. There's a lot of stories like that, but we could not start a game late. So I think that's where maybe the, the being on time thing stems from. I mean, teachers, you show up, your class, you show up late, your, your students are sitting there waiting, or I don't know. I think it has a lot to do on the job. Some people there, they get late. You're, you're missing pay, right? If you're 10 minutes late, well, you do that five times in a week. That's almost an hour's less pay. I mean, things add up over time. And again, little things back to take me out to the ball game, uh, add up over time. So let's see what else. Oh, uh, you know what? I got to applaud. Look at this is a guy I've said it before on the podcast. I am not a fan of, of Bill Maher, but I got to applaud him because he has said some things here these past few months that I do agree with. And, and it's funny, not just ag- agreeing with someone you mostly disagree with. It's that coming together, that unity aspect that having a conversation that I think is really, really cool. I heard Bill Maher talk with Ben Shapiro. I heard him talk with Adam Carolla. And before I came on air today, I saw that today's Joe Rogan podcast is with Bill Maher. So I love the fact that Bill Maher is getting out and having a conversation with people. I would say 75% of the stuff he says, I don't like, but a good 25% of it is stuff that he has maybe changed his opinion on. He sees the direction a country's go, our country's going, he's come to terms and, and come to agreement with people. So I applaud people like that. I get on here a lot and I bash uh, people I disagree with and this and that, but I, I see some people are afraid to get in discussion and debate. I'm honestly, I've done enough debating on a baseball field and arguing with people. It's not really my thing. If you do have something, you know, you want to talk about with me, I'll talk, but in general, I usually get to a point of like, Hey man, you, you think this, I think that it is what it is. Like, I, I don't generally try to change people's minds. It's not really my job uh, because most of the time, again, on a baseball field, I would make a decision the best of my ability and my judgment and this and that, maybe I was wrong. Uh, and it was about handling the, the reaction and being like, look, I can't convince you necessarily I was right. Cause you don't believe it, but we have to move on. We can't behave this way. Uh, that was kind of my approach and kind of, that's how I am now. If people want to talk, I'm open to talk, open to having a, if you want to debate, we can, Um, but we all have our different approaches. Some of my friends, they, they're all for it. Let's go. They want it. They they're ready for a fight. I'm more of the guy in the corner. I'm, I'm, I'm the, I'm the cut man. If you will, I, you know, I'll tell you, Hey, Hey, tell them this. Hey, Hey, try this jab, try the hook, try the combo. I'm the guy in the corner with the towel, wiping you down and giving you a little encouragement, giving you water, the bowl to spit in say, Hey, Hey, use this fact from 2017. Like that's how I am. That's, that's my role as far as in the argument fights. That's where I feel I'm best at. And it's hard for me to come. It is honestly hard for me to come on this podcast and, uh, speak freely (laughs) of myself and, uh, and other people. So I'm bouncing around today, guys. I said a lot of baseball related things, uh, but also I want to, let me see. I'm going to save that for another time. Uh, No, let's go down. Let's scroll down. Okay. Just making, uh, just again, making up, uh, making up little, little, little posts here and little things. Uh, Congratulations from this past weekend to the University of Denver for winning the 2022 Men's Hockey National Championship. It is their ninth championship ninth national championship um and when you look at the other schools i mentioned two weeks ago about the teams who have won in basketball how many teams have won multiple titles right and the teams that uh are the blue bloods of college basketball well i do wish hockey would expand a little bit ice hockey wise i think it'd be awesome to go down to galen center and watch trojan hockey that'd be awesome right uh or something you know uh, Notre Dame plays, but like Stanford, we need more West coast teams. And one of the teams that is the most West West coast, you know, it is the Rocky mountains, but uh, Denver, the uh, university of, uh, of Denver has themselves nine national championships. And uh, they, let's see, tallies a total. Um, and it was on Saturday. I told you guys about the frozen four uh, good game, an overtime game on Thursday last week with, um, 
with Denver, defeating Michigan in overtime, a uh, walk-off goal. That was cool. Then a blowout in the second game. But it was Saturday where Minnesota State, seeking their first national championship, poor guys, jumped out to a one nothing lead, led for most of the game. And then it was uh, the Denver Pioneers scoring five unanswered goals, uh, all of them in the third period to win the national championship. Two of those goals were net empty netters. So three goals unanswered in the um, in the national championship game to win their ninth title. It was, it was a fun game to watch and congrats to the pioneers. I like that. I like that name, by the way, unique nicknames, nicknames are, are something I'm all, if I, if I hear, hear a school or see a school, I'm like, Oh, I like your nickname. You're different. You're, you're something unique, much like the, the real Hondo prep cares. Right. Um, so anyway, the uh, Denver, they won the national championship and uh, that really puts them up there with uh, the elite programs. There's not many programs that play, ice hockey it's only like 50 or something it's like men's volleyball or maybe women's vo- men's volleyball is same thing it's like 50 or something teams um but again uh, just a few teams here that have won multiple national championships you'll see a very regional base here boston college has five uh wisconsin has six minnesota has five uh, boston university i always forget there's a boston u and a boston college uh but boston university has five uh, let me see North Dakota, eight national titles, a very good program. Denver, I mentioned has nine, Michigan has nine. Uh, and so those are the teams that really are in the mix every year. They're in the tournament every year in the frozen four and, uh, some of the best teams in, in college hockey, but congrats to Denver for bringing home, I guess, to the West coast as close to the West coast as the trophy can get. Really? I know Arizona state plays, but they're not really, uh, uh, they're not really a big time program like Denver is. So uh, congrats to the Denver pioneers. And I hope you guys tuned in for that. Got to see a, uh, a game or two uh, there over the weekend with the frozen four. Uh, what else do I want to say? Oh, speaking of hockey. So look, sometimes you got to be careful what you wish for. So the Kings, my LA Kings play on Bally sports network. Uh, we, we don't get that uh, channel. We were on Hulu and, and I have to wait for them to play on TNT or ESPN well, I looked at their schedule and the past this month, and they were going to play Sunday against the Minnesota Wild. And I was like, what? Channel 13, they're on UPN. I'm like, sweet. So they're on that channel a few times here in the end, end of the season. And so I got fired up. I was like, man, a Sunday afternoon, I watched a little bit of the Masters and, and congrats to, uh, uh, congrats to, I forgot his name, poor Scotty Scheffler on winning the Masters at shooting a 10 under. Almost uh, got a little shaky there at the end, but uh, managed to pull it off. But I'm watching the Masters. I'm like, I can watch an entire Kings hockey game in peace. This is great. Not have to like look, find the channel. And I watched the game. Kings come out firing three to nothing. Five shots, three goals. I'm going, the route is on. And I made the mistake. I texted my buddy, Gavin Hansen, who lives in Minnesota and a huge Minnesota sports fan. I said, the route is on. And uh, the only true statement about that was that the Minnesota wild would then score, score six straight goals unanswered and would defeat the Kings six to three. So more of the story. I'm not a trash talker. I don't ever brag during games afterwards. Let's talk, but it was a lesson there. I, I remember typing and I was like, you shouldn't do this. And then I was like, they're not going to blow a three goal lead. They might score 10 today. And sure enough, Kings lose six to three after going up three, nothing in the first couple of minutes, three goals on five shots. I'm like, this is going to be a great Sunday and was cleaning and doing some other things, watching the game. I'm like, come on Kings. You can't do that to me. You can't let me down like that. Ah, that would hurt. That that, that one hurt bad. So LA Kings, what what are you going to do? I I hope they can uh, make a run here at least. And hockey is such an interesting sport. It's just like, they're, it's just like this throw the puck out there bounces around it's toughness it's hustling it's it's a great game um i wish we had played it out here in uh, there was you know ice hockey uh, as out here as big as it was in um in say uh in say uh, the midwest and east coast and such because I, I i wish we could have played some ice hockey in the summer instead of playing soccer honestly although us gators we did win three titles in uh, four years so three soccer championships got those hanging somewhere um so yeah got to compete whatever you're doing so looking forward to more hockey upcoming here uh i want to talk a little bit more about baseball um 
first off, Sunday night baseball I was home the other night or a couple nights ago and watching Sunday night baseball. And it's all new. It's a new broadcast team and everything. I used to live for Sunday night baseball because it was so much longer than say the football Sunday night football season, Sunday night baseball from April until whatever it was, September, October. That was always like, to me, it was the end of the week and literally, right. I mean, you're like dumb at, but no, it was that to me, it wasn't the official end of the week until Sunday night baseball on ESPN was on. And I usually didn't care about the teams, but I'd have it on, have it on in the background. And I used to love John Miller, who's the play-by-play for the San Francisco giants. But uh, you know, respect is respect. One of the best in the business used to love John Miller and Joe Morgan, uh, just two great voices broadcasting, uh, neutral, neutral field, right. Of two teams. They, they weren't affiliated with usually unless the giants were playing. And, uh, that was just, I just remember hearing that and listening to those guys that have the game on. And I love Vince Coley. I love the Dodgers, but listening on Sunday night baseball, it was always like, all right, another week is in the books. And uh, Dennis Prager always says this, but I, I agree is that, you know, time is really measured by weeks. The days go by, whatever months go by, but really the weeks, if you think about it, um, you start your work week, work week, your, your kids have natural school. Um, usually in the, in a game of, uh, when you're playing sports, you're like, Hey, who are you playing this week? Yeah. We got Tuesday and Friday. We're playing so-and-so football is a very weekly sport week to week. And, um, I don't know, just being a sentimental guy, Sunday night baseball for me was like, all right, we made it through another week and let's, Oh, oh who, the Braves and the Phillies. Oh man. Good. Oh, nice, nice, uh, nice pitch, whatever. And uh, it's not the same, the Sunday night baseball crew, no disrespect to them, but I thought John Miller and Joe Morgan were the sounds of my childhood, my teenage years. And uh, I miss it, but still I sat here and I thought about that. I was, I was watching the uh, Yankees Red Sox Sunday night and I was like, yeah, it's the end of a week. And it starts a little earlier now, the four o'clock start versus the five o'clock start for us West coasters. And it's like, it was nice having a game on, not really watching it, but, but watching it. That's a great thing about baseball too, is uh, unless you're a diehard and live and die every pitch, which I have respect for. I used to, I used to do it. I also was the guy that baseball is a great game to just have on because you don't need to watch and analyze every pitch. Um, I know a lot of us do that in the playoffs and such, but baseball is such a long sport that it's just nice to have on and hear it and walk by the TV, watch a couple pitches. Uh, when you hear the crack of the bat, look up. I, I got to tell you, it's probably why I was such a bad student uh, in college, but uh, I, I'll be honest. Most of my homework was done during, uh, during Dodger games. And, and I thought having Dodger games on, it's the perfect thing. Turn the volume down, of course, to focus, but it was the perfect sport to have on again, while you're doing homework, because you can read something or do a problem and then just kind of look up, see if the score had changed, see if they're showing a highlight. Um, and if they're standing around, you kind of just get back to, to, uh, to your work. Um, I can't tell you how many homework assignments I got through watching Dodger games. I mean, I used to be the guy, honestly, that would watch, you know, hundred at least like 150 of the 162 games, have it on, listen to it in the radio. And uh, for me, it just, it just worked. It, it worked and it, it was soothing. And I can't tell you how many, how many homework assignments. And I probably got worse grades on that because of, uh, because of the, um, just the, the lack of focus. But back to Sunday Night Baseball, um, they're, they're doing this thing called the, called the K-Rod Cam. Um, I, I, I think these, these, these companies, especially ESPN, they, they saw such a success with uh, the Peyton Manning, Eli Manning, the Manning cast from Monday night football, which was phenomenal. Two brothers, retired quarterbacks, breaking down the game, basically watching it together and talking to us and then bringing on guests on the show. I, I thought it was, it was perfect. It was I, to me, I liked it better than the regular broad, broadcast. So I think uh, these teams are, are these uh, television companies are trying to replicate that. And I don't think it fits as well. It was Michael Kay and Alex Rodriguez basically, you know, watching the game and, and talking amongst themselves. But what I think is interesting in baseball versus say football in the football broadcast, you got the regular broadcast that is kind of announcing what's going on, the formation, the play, the down and distance in baseball, what A-Rod and, and Al, uh, Michael Kay were, were doing pretty much doing what the people in the broadcast booth are doing, just kind of reacting 
slowly telling stories, talking about stats, talking about, Hey, the pitch sequence or whatever. So it was too like similar in my opinion, I'm going to give it a few more weeks and see if it, uh, if, if I'm sold or whatever, I do like Michael K. Uh, I like a little bit of Alex Rodriguez and some of the things he says, uh, I do, I do want to hear what he has to say about hitting than say someone who's never played major league baseball before being like, uh, the analyst. Uh, but I digress. Uh, I think you guys know what I, I mean by that. Uh, that Apple broadcast team is, is atrocious by the way. Uh, no reason to get Apple TV for MLB's Friday night game of the week or whatever. Um, but yeah, I like hearing kind of backstories, talking with fans, bringing a fan in, have a, you know, a celebrity fan, having a conversation with them while the game's going on. That's all pretty cool. And, and you can do more of that in baseball because there is all this downtime, right? There's this natural 15 seconds or so between plays and, uh, or pitches anyway. And uh, football, some would argue, well, there's 30 seconds between, you know, formations and this and that, but yeah, there's a, there's a lot of action there too. So uh, just some thoughts on baseball from the past kind of how I view it, how I listen to games. Um, and I'll say this with hockey, baseball, and basketball all going right now, I am a true believer in this and I know revenue is everything, but I really do believe basketball, hockey, and baseball would be far better off if there were less games. Now hear me out basketball and hockey, 82 games, right? Uh, MLB 162. I really do think, that if baseball cut down to say 100 games, it would make the season a lot more tolerable. It would make it uh, more instant, more urgent. Uh, I, I think you just play maybe the weekend series and maybe a two game during the week and a three game. And I don't know, more off days, playing every single day is the beauty of baseball. Hey, let's go get him tomorrow. Oh, we got an off day today, but at the same time, I don't know. I think less, if you started the season in say May and then played a hundred games finished up in September, I think there'd be the 60 game season in the COVID in 2020 was way too short. That was, that was stupid. That was a two month stretch basically. Um, but I think if you can stretch it four or five months, there would be urgency. Um, games would matter more, I guess, you know, uh, I don't know. I just think, hundred would be a better number for baseball. 162 just gets to be, okay, let's go. We're going to, okay. The sixth month of the season, let's do it. Uh, and basketball and hockey, I feel the same way. 80, 80 plus games. It's a lot. The season is stretched out basketball and hockey. You don't play every day, but I think three games a week is, is plenty good. Sometimes you play four. Um, but I think if basketball and hockey got down to like 50 games, even 60 would do the trick. I, I, I just think that, I don't know. The games don't mean as much as like say football, football, even going from 16 to 17 games, every game just means so much that it, it, you, you can't work. Okay. Next week. Yeah. But Hey, next, if you lose two in a row, man, you could be done. Whereas in basketball and hockey and baseball, it's like, there's these put these streaks together. And I don't know. I, I would, I love the sports. I enjoy seeing them. But I'm curious. I think we as fans would benefit more from less games, from, from less of those games. The 100, 100 game, 50 game seasons. Um, I, we have seen the NBA lockout, you know, uh, whatever year that was where they played a 50 game season. And I don't know. I think it works. Now, maybe I'm dead wrong and owners don't want to lose all that money, of course, uh, teams and players and revenue. But I brought this up just because in basketball, especially, these guys are sitting out games. They're sitting out games left and right just because, oh, uh, you know, my ankle hurts or I need a day off. That's the funniest one to me. You need a day off. What do you mean a day off? Yeah, you have you have days off. You don't play a game every night. Maybe in baseball you do. But uh, it just goes to show the guys that play through pain, that understand there's people paying good money to watch you play. It's a very, it's very different than any other job out there. And I heard Jason Whitlock, who I love. I listen to him every day. Guys, if you don't know Jason Whitlock, you've got to check out his show, Fearless. Uh, it, it's just phenomenal. So it's sports, it's pop culture, it's, uh, uh, it's religion, it's values. It's, it's got it all about an hour and a half a day, uh, on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. But he, 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 he dropped a stat on me. He said, Michael Jordan played nine of his 14 seasons. He played all 82 games in a basketball, in basketball game. He said only five NBA players this season played all 82 games. So I haven't cross-checked that, that information and everything, but that sure seems accurate to me. To me, I trust Whitlock's research. 
that's just that's just crazy. And how you know, say the Lakers who missed the playoffs again uh, under LeBron James, um, you know, for him to sit out that final game when they really needed to get in. I mean, I think that speaks volumes about uh, not just LeBron, but the the attitude in the NBA, the attitude of just just get your money. It's all when you when you make more money. I just think you tend to care less. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, but uh, the fact that you wouldn't suit up and get in there and, and play hard for your team when you needed a win, um, at least give an effort. And if you can't go, you can't go. What do I know? I'm just a short podcaster sitting here in the middle of a Tuesday, rambling away and, and how awful people are for not knowing the words to take me out to the ball game. All right, guys, I got more. That's it for today. I wish you all a great rest of the week. Be sure to tune in on Friday for our outstanding interview with Tony Padilla, uh, the referee who just worked the final four game against North Carolina and Duke, a, a, an incredible person, a, a pros pro, and just a guy I can't wait for you guys to hear. And thank you to everyone out there for tuning in today and bearing with me. If you made it this far, I applaud you because I did get a little carried away early and uh, bounced around to some random topics. So I will have plenty more random topics. I want to hear them from you guys. Uh, another thing I, I didn't even get to today. I get, again, I want to keep this under an hour or so, but baseball slang, baseball terminology. I want to bring those to you weekly as well. So a baseball rule, official rule, and then we'll go over some uh, baseball terms, uh, baseball term terminology, the stuff like uh, uh, twin killing. Uh, hey, what's a, what's the old uncle? What's uncle Charlie? What is uh what is a Texas leaguer? Things of that nature. Uh, the Baltimore chop, uh, seeing eye single. We're going to throw out some, I'm going to educate here. Just at least talk about some baseball terms, uh, slang terms, because there's baseball lingo that not everybody knows. And some people, you know, but you're like, what's the, what's the background of that? And we're going to talk about it here on the get home safe podcast, as well as baseball rules, baseball knowledge. So that's a preview. Next week, I'll have some stuff for you, some slang terms. We'll go over a rule. We'll look at the game of baseball and uh, just talk about anything else you guys throw my way. I, you know, I love talking about fights. Hockey and the NHL is uh, finishing up their season. We'll have more of that to talk about. And uh, I'll look for more songs that people get, get wrong and see if that can help fix uh, our society. So, guys, thanks again. Appreciate it. Have a great rest of your week. You do not want to miss Friday's episode. Uh, once it's out, you can listen to it whenever, break it up. Uh, it's, it's two hours, but I promise you it will fly by as, as it was for, for Tony and I yesterday recording. We will see you then. Guys, as always, whether you're out on the town or around in third base, get home safe.